Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you for listening to this episode. Before I introduce our inspirational guest, Elliot Costello, I wanted to reach out and say thank you all for your amazing support and spreading the word about our show. The positive feedback and stories have been incredible. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our previous episodes yet, you can check them out at liptalknation.com and there you'll find more resources such as our blog, coaching, and much, much more. On our show today, we have an inspirational guest named Elliot Costello, who is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and is the co-founder of YGAP. Elliot is globally known for raising the bar worldwide for entrepreneurs to become more active in helping end world hunger and recently launched the Polished Man campaign, which we will get into a little bit later in the show. Elliot, welcome to Life in Purple. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It is an honor and pleasure and I can't wait for the guests and I mean the listeners to hear your story and why you've launched the Polish Man campaign. But before we get into the interview, Elliot, I would love for you to tell us about yourself, like where you're from and how you got your start. Certainly. So I'm from a place a little bit further away, down south in the bottom of the world. It's a place called Melbourne, Australia. And being in Australian, I, uh, I started my sort of journey in uh, philanthropy uh, probably about eight years ago. Um, I was once upon a time an accountant and uh, pretty bored and frustrated working in the accounting sector, but at the same time just had a burning passion to really want to do something and um, spend a bit of time volunteering in different parts of the world. But with a group of friends, we co-founded an organization called YGAP and realized very early that the best way to solve systemic problems centered around poverty, which was our focus, was to find and support the best local entrepreneurs. And so we now run programs right around the world, uh, predominantly across Africa and Asia, that finds and enables the best impact entrepreneurs, people with big ideas that are going to solve poverty in their community. And we've been doing that for eight years now and uh, funding our work through different fundraising campaigns, one that we're going to talk about today, but also social enterprises that we own and operate ourselves. Well, Elliot, I am so excited once again that you're on the show and you talk about for the last eight years how you've been working with the YGAP, but you also mentioned that you really wanted to make a difference. And that is exactly why Life in Purple has started is so that we all can make a difference in the world and in ourselves. So clearly, Elliot, you have become successful and a shining light for many. 
You have a global company called YGAP that is helping people worldwide, and your mission is to change lives, and your vision is a world without poverty, which led you to Cambodia just a couple years ago where you met a girl named Thea. Her story touched you in such a way that you started the Polished Man campaign. Before we learn all about this campaign, Elliot, could you tell us and the listeners about your meeting with Thea? Absolutely. And, um, you know, this incident uh, in September 2013 had a profound impact on my life. And uh, as you mentioned, it's really been um, the driving force behind YGAP's Polished Man campaign. And so one of our project partners is in um, Cambodia called Hagar International. And uh, Hagar do phenomenal work uh, really supporting children that have no other support. And we are talking about children that have been victims of the worst forms of human rights abuses. And um, at this dinner um, along the Mekong River in Cambodia, we um, we had this wonderful uh, dinner at a pizza restaurant. And uh, there was about 21 people there, mixed between beneficiaries and uh, some of our major supporters. And I got to sit next to a young girl named Thea. Um, she's 10 years old, and like a lot of Khmer girls, is very, very shy. Essentially, wouldn't talk to me. Now, her Cambodian, uh, sorry, her English is limited to a few words, and my Khmer is very limited too. So, there's two and a half hours of playing all sorts of games. Um, but at the end of the night, she innocently picked up a marker and drew a love heart on my hand and flipped my hand over and coloured all my nails in. And so, I left that night with 10 brightly painted nails. The next day, we're at the catch-up learning school. Uh, where Theo and about 125 other young students are educators in a two-year bridging school before they go back into a government school. And all these kids have been victims of the worst forms of human rights abuses. And I found out about Theo's story at uh, the age of eight years old. Her mother had passed away and her father unable to look after her. She was taken to an orphanage um, to be given a safe refuge uh, and for the next two years was given everything but a safe refuge the hands of the director of the orphanage, uh, who was a Western guy. She was physically and sexually assaulted. And I was very moved by this, and Caroline, our project partner, told me that you know, she's only been in Hagar's care for about seven or eight weeks. And so I was one of the first Western males that had met Thea since that ordeal. And so I just told Caroline, when I return home, tell Thea, I went now polish one of my fingernails. Um, as a reminder for Thea and uh, the other millions of children that are victims of the worst forms of human rights abuses. And uh, that's the real genesis of the Polish Man campaign. Elliot, you know, I am so excited with this Polish Man campaign because it, it hits home. And that story that you just told about Thea, I can't even imagine that she lost her parents or her dad couldn't, wasn't able to take care of her. And then she had to go through such abuse. And I want to know what that was like, you know, with that sense of urgency after she polished your fingernails, you know, or with the, with the marker, you know, I want to know what that was like to want to remember her story and get the word out. It was very personal. And, um, you know, we're, we're reminded that she is one of millions of children that, you know, in the hands of men and, and sometimes hands of adults, um, that they do suffer, um, of violence and, um, it's one of those experiences that really had a profound impact on me. And uh, for me to return home and wear nail polish was a very simple reminder of the life that Thea endured in the hands of someone for two years. And so that enabled me to carry a conversation, talk about Thea, talk about millions of other children that are affected by violence. 
And so that really interesting social experiment, of course, wearing nail polish. And at the time, I was a 29-year-old male walking around the streets of Melbourne with bright nail polish on. Um, but then it enabled us to go a bit deeper into the issue of violence against children. And we discovered that one in five children globally, um, and that's 18.4% of kids globally, or suffer physical and or sexual violence before the age of 18. And so if there's one of millions of children that uh, will not reach the age of 18 without suffering physical and sexual uh, violence. And what really, really affected us was when we looked deeper into the issues behind that one in five, is men are responsible for most of the violence. Um, and in terms of sexual violence, men are responsible for over 90% of sexual violence towards children. And so for us, for a small organisation at the time based in Melbourne, we wanted to respond uh, and respond in a positive way where we could enable men the opportunity to really stand up and focus on the positive aspects of masculinity to be able to say that I understand that violence against children may exist, but I want to do something about it. And by painting my nail to represent the one in five children who are affected by violence, I can have a voice. And I'll make a stand actively to say that I want this to end in my lifetime and share that story with other men around the world. Elliot, that's such a great idea and it's such a simple reminder. You know, uh, when you said that it was one out of five and how easy is that for you to still polish it, you know, and for people to raise this awareness. And you mentioned millions of children and that number astonished me. I I want to help raise awareness as well because I um, have a similar past as this, Elliot. And so I... I really want to know how you came up with the Polished Man campaign. How soon after meeting her did you come up with it? Probably, um, it's a great question. Um, it's probably about three or four months. So I was wearing nail polish in Melbourne and I just had so many questions. Um, you know, friends at the football club, family, university colleagues, anyone that I worked with that came across. It's just a striking sort of question. It was like, why are you wearing nail polish? Um, and it was such an obvious thing. And unless you heard the story, you questioned it. And you automatically built assumptions in your mind that I was queer or something that, uh, and it was really staggering to people. Like, what on earth is he wearing nail polish for? Um, but for those that I had the opportunity to explain it to, I could explain about fear and the genesis of the story and why I'm challenged my own masculinity by painting my nail. And so it was for three or four months after wearing nail polish that we thought about um, doing something, um, which led to the research, um, how many children globally are affected by violence. And we are talking about 275 million children globally that will be exposed to violence before the age of 18. And we're very proud that some really great organizations globally that are responding to the trauma recovery once children have been affected by violence. But we couldn't find really good campaigns or initiatives focused on or how do we work on the demand end, not just the supply end? How do we go back a stage and say, if men are perpetrating a large part of this violence, how do we engage men in the issue? How do we get men talking about the issue and bring men to the table to actually actively respond? Um, and that's the initiative behind Polished Man. And we're not sort of crazy enough to think that painting your nails, um, you know, in October every year is going to be able to end violence against children. But we are very proud that Tens of thousands of men around the world now will actively engage in the campaign, understand the issues, know the prevalence of violence, and have conversations about it, which will hopefully in turn definitely lead to dropping the rates of violence towards children. Elliot, you know, the campaign is catching on down here, or I I should say over here in Florida. They, I've uh, mentioned a little bit about it with some of my friends, and they said, oh, yeah, 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 I know about this Polish Man campaign, and I 
I really want to uh, commend you for saying, you know, it challenged your own masculinity, especially when people didn't know the reason why you have this one fingernail polish and you said even with your family but once they heard the story of why you were raising awareness people really wanted to catch on and then you talk about how you needed to make it global to really demand how to get men to respond you challenged so many out there and I would really like to know Elliot how the news is spreading quickly about the Polish Man campaign and many celebrities from all over the world are now painting a fingernail to help raise awareness for child abuse. You know, that is both physically and sexually. And you mentioned by the age of 18, it is one out of five. So could you tell us specifically, Lip Talk Nation, the importance of why you are asking men to polish only one nail. And will you share the statistics once again with us? Absolutely. Well, first, I'm really glad and proud that um, people and men in Florida are engaging with the campaign. Um, so that's, that's wonderful to hear. So thank you so much. Um, look, it's, it's an issue that I think affects us all. Uh, and this isn't specific to an agenda. Anyone that hears about these statistics, and even myself working in the aid and development sector, when I first heard about the prevalence of violence, um, one in five children globally affected by violence before the age of 18, um, I was shocked, completely shocked. Uh, and that's quite a conservative estimate. Um, the World Health Organization estimates that you know, 18.4% of kids, other groups, um, estimated closer to 27 to 28% of children will be affected by physical and or sexual violence before they turn 18. And we don't pretend that it's all driven by men, although high prevalence is driven by men, but we just really wanted to be able to enable men to respond given that perpetrate a large proportion of the violence and be able to challenge their masculinity by painting their nails. And it's been picked up and as you mentioned, it's been spread around the world. In 2014, the campaign was solely focused in Australia on men in Australia that could respond given that's where YGAP is from and uh, had 16,500 Australian men paint their nails and, and raise funds, importantly. And this year, we flipped on the global website and uh, worked with ambassadors right around the world and uh, had a great response to the campaign. Um, Alec Baldwin painted his nail uh, and did a great post for us. Aston Kutcher wrote a really powerful blog piece on his blog A+, and that got spread across his 17 million followers on Facebook. Vance Joy and different musicians all around the world at different concerts were painting their nails and engaging with the campaign. Business leaders, including the Virgin Group CEO, Josh Bliss, was painting his nails and spreading it across to all of his businesses. Um, so we wanted to make sure we're responding globally because it's a global issue. This is not isolated to the USA, to Australia, to Cambodia. Um, children globally are affected by violence. And that's uh, a conversation that needs to happen, not just with these celebrities and musicians and people around the world, but with everyday people, people in gyms, people in workplaces, people in their local communities that can have a conversation with their neighbours about the prevalence of violence, but importantly know that there's an opportunity to respond to it too. Elliot, I got to take a little bit of time right here and talk to Lip Talk Nation because you just pointed out a very specific percentage, 27, 28% of kids globally will be affected. You gave the number one out of five already. You mentioned once again that you wanted to challenge their masculinity. And you mentioned that more of the perpetrators, I've done some research on you, is about 90% of them are men. 
And I really want Lip Talk Nation to grab a hold of this because you just pointed out we need to start talking about it. You know, you mentioned all the celebrities that are doing this, but you said even the local communities can do it, even in the workplace, wherever you are at. And that is certainly what I want people here, you know, in the States to grab a hold and, and whoever is listening to start talking about it. Because if you start talking about it, I believe, Elliot, then it almost becomes, you know, an embarrassment and then it will happen less and less. So once again, Elliot, this hits home for me. I am a victim of sexual abuse, but I am excited that more awareness is being raised for child abuse. To me, Elliot, I want to say you are a hero And yes, child abuse needs to stop. So do you have any advice for our listeners that may be aware of a situation of child abuse, whether it's physical abuse or sexual abuse, but are too scared to say anything? Absolutely. And and thanks for sharing your testimony. It's powerful to hear and strong voices like yours are more important than mine. So uh, I'm really glad that you're raising your voice to say that it's okay to be prepared and to be vulnerable and ensure that children following us don't have to be affected by violence. In terms of being able to respond to anyone that has been affected by violence or may be affected by violence, we have all sorts of service providers on our Polish Man website, so polishman.com, um, but having that initial voice is truly critical. Uh, what's really difficult when it comes to violence against children is most of the violence is perpetrated by people known to the victim. And whether that's a family member or a neighbor or a relative or someone very close to a family. So it is difficult. It is very, very difficult. And when the victim is usually a young person who doesn't have the rights and doesn't have the capacity to be able to share their story because of the nature of the fact that they're a child, it does become a very dangerous topic too. So um, for anyone that's potentially been affected by violence and needs to respond or anyone that may be aware of a situation where a child could be facing violence, the most important thing you can do is speak up and contact really good service providers. And there's a number of helplines on our website, polishman.com that you can go to and importantly make sure the child can be uh, looked after. Absolutely. Lip Talk Nation, he just said at the beginning of this answer, having that initial voice is critical. I know that there are listeners out there right now that are aware of it. I mean, the numbers are one out of five myself included and I want all of you to catch a hold of that one word critical you have to raise your voice we have to start speaking up about it and Elliot I commend you once again you know that how you say that I am doing you know more than you are and I have to say that I think that we can do great things together I think the more people that speak up about this the more we can stop it and educate people so Elliot Your passion is contagious. I've caught on and I want to know who or what has influenced you to want to help people or did you always know? (laughs) I think deep down, um, most humans have that empathetic streak that they want to support others and and that can be simple acts and gestures that they do in their daily lives. Buying a homeless person a coffee, donating to charities, um, supporting your family uh, and friends that are in need. So I think deep down, we all have an empathetic streak. I've been fortunate enough to grow up in a family that's very philanthropically minded, parents being heavily involved in the not-for-profit sector here in Australia. Um, as I mentioned, I did start out as an accountant. I didn't last long. But I've always just had a burning desire, especially focused on international development and human welfare, and studied and lived across different parts of the world, 
Uh, but my biggest passion comes working and living in disadvantaged communities, in India, sub-Saharan Africa, southern Africa, parts of the Mekong Delta region. So uh, I may be young, I'm only 31 now, but you know, I found my calling and, and really enjoying it. I love how you just said, I found my calling, Elliot, you know, because you said it really is about, at least in, in what I heard, is that it's really about giving back to those disadvantaged communities and bringing support. And we certainly can hear your heart right now as you want to go and help people. And you just said you had the burning desire. You've always had it. Lip Talk Nation, some of you have had that burning desire and you have yet to do something about it. And I think it's time. We need to get out and we need to start answering the burning desire, Elliot. Thank you for being vulnerable with us. And, you know how you said you used to be an accountant and then you just said that was enough. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that anymore because you believed deep down that you could do more. So I want to know, Elliot, have you had to overcome any obstacles to get where you are today? Uh, absolutely. Um, no human gets to where they are without overcoming obstacles. Um, and there's been a number of challenges, both personally and a number of organizational ones too. And that includes having some really hairy experiences uh, in certain parts of the world. You know, one really risky experience in Malawi when we first started Wagab in 2008. Organizational challenges with people and culture and managing lives. Um, you know, we've grown rapidly over the last few years and, and managing different businesses and people that come in and out of businesses. But I think the reason you get up in the morning is the work that you do and um, to understand that the work that we do has an impact on Children across all parts of the world um, is a good reason to wake up and face those challenges in the face and to have to overcome them. I love how you said you have to overcome them because it's the impact that you know you're going to make regardless of, you know, your managing problems or in the organization and, and working with different businesses. And I think what you're trying to say, Elliot, is that you got to keep on going to find people who have the same vision as you do to make this impact. And again, I can't tell you how excited enough that I am to help you, Elliot. Okay, so here's the anticipated question, Elliot. How can the listeners get involved with the Polish Man campaign and how long will the campaign last? Yeah, no, we encourage everyone to participate and uh, engage with the campaign. Uh, they can jump online at polishman.com. Uh, for those willing, they can make a donation. So, importantly for the men too, they can uh, paint their nails and uh, support the one in five children affected by violence. Um, all funds raised, so it is a fundraising campaign and an awareness campaign, but all funds raised uh, will support directly organizations that are working on trauma recovery to children that have been affected by violence across America, Australia, and parts of Africa, and of course Cambodia. But then we also invest money in trauma prevention, uh, so working with different organizations and individuals that are really fighting the root causes of any violence against children. Absolutely. Um, I I know that you'd mentioned how to donate, go to polishman.com, but I have one more question that goes along with this. How can women help along with this? It's a great question, and women are very encouraged to engage with the campaign. So they can uh, definitely participate and paint one of their fingernails in solidarity and raise their voice. They can encourage the men in their lives to participate in the campaign, whether it's a brother, a husband, an uncle, a son, um, and uh, we have a fun little uh, campaign running parallel with it. For women, they can say, I prefer a hashtag Polish man engaged in the campaign, especially about encouraging the men in their lives to become a Polish man. 
I love it. You know, I'm definitely going to be passing the word along with my husband, my family, and I would want as many people, Lip Talk Nation, to get on board. So go as soon as you listen to this or do it right now while you're listening. I want you to take out your fingernail polish and paint one fingernail to raise awareness for child abuse physically and sexually. Elliot has been a pleasure, but we're going to move on to what we call our lightning round, Elliot. Okay, so we're going to get to know you on a different level, and I'm going to ask you a few questions, and I would love for you just to answer the first thing that comes to your head. Elliot, are you ready? Yes. Yes, perfect. All right. So, Elliot, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, to be invisible. Invisible? Really? Mm, yep. I'd love to sometimes just float in and out and observe things. Oh, yeah. I like that. My mom is always telling me to live in the moment, so that goes right along with that, Elliot. I like that one. It does. Yep. All right, so how do you like your coffee? Do you know what's funny? I'm a tea drinker. Ah. And uh, coffee, coffee sets off my heart, and I never drink coffee, and... We own and operate restaurants and cafes, and Melbourne's got a great coffee culture. But I have to be honest that I'm an English breakfast tea drinker. English breakfast tea drinker. Check you out. Well, that's really awesome. I have a, <laughs> a lot of my guests are actually tea drinkers instead of coffee, so maybe I should change that question. I really, I like tea too. I well, like mo- you're, you're pretty safe. Most people drink coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like chai, but I like, I like this answer as well. All right, so Elliot. What is your most embarrassing moment? Oh, gee, that's a good one. I'd have to say, uh, while I was captain of the Year 12 basketball team and we had a, a game against the uh, football team of basketball and uh, we had a number of our team members missing it in front of the whole school, about 800 people. Uh, the basketball team lost a game of basketball to the football team. Oh, no. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've never forgotten that. Oh, never forgotten. I hope you fully recovered, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 13 years ago now, so I'm, I'm getting over it. Okay, good. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, I sh- I'm sure the listeners really appreciate that story specifically. All right, so I have to ask you, American football or soccer? Definitely American football. Oh, definitely. Hey, do you have a favorite yeah, team? Uh- well, I did a study abroad in exchange to Purdue University, and uh, ah. so I got I got uh, into the Indianapolis Colts of so Remain Stand. <laughs> ah, I like how you said Indianapolis Colt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from originally from Ohio, so that's pretty funny. That's awesome. Ah, okay. Yes. Good, good Midwest. So yes. yeah, I'd have to pick the Colts. Okay, great. All right, Elliot, what is your favorite movie? Oh, that's a. Tough one. Always with people. Two movies. One's Chariots of Fire. It's, a, it's an old war movie about two champion athletes uh, that were both trying to get into the Olympics uh, just before World War One broke out. And one was a Harvard runner. One, sorry, one was a Cambridge runner. One was an Oxford runner. And uh, just a very powerful movie that lasts before World War One. Um, so that's one. The other one is A Beautiful Mind uh, with Russell Crowe, the Australian actor. So that's a more contemporary movie. Yes. You know, both of those movies are really great. Beautiful Mind uh, hits home, especially for me, for many reasons. But I love I love this. So uh, are you a morning person or are you a night person? Definitely the latter. I'm a night person. Oh, a night owl? Me too. Check that out. I am. That's awesome. All right. So how does your toilet paper roll 
top or bottom? <laughs> it's a big argument out there, Elliot. That's why I ask you. I have to know. It's definitely top. <laughs> Actually, I think this argument is getting less and less because the majority of my guests, Elliot, they say top as well. Uh, I was, I think. First I was... time I've ever been asked that, though, so thank you. <laughs> Yay! Uh, you really have enlightened me, Elliot. I really appreciate you being on the show. Lip Talk Nation is, uh, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of feedback from this story as well. So thank you so much for being on the show. So do you have any final thoughts or advice for our listeners about the Polished Man campaign? No, I just want to uh, thank you. Um, you know, it's not too often that you get interviewed that, um, really understand the issue and more importantly having affected by the issue. So I just want to thank you for your confidence and vulnerability in sharing your story with this too. So it's not just about the work that YGAP does with the Polish Man campaign. It's about heroes like you that are prepared to raise the voice and ensure that children aren't affected like you have been. So thank you. Oh my goodness, Elliot, you almost made me cry right there because it's hit home for the last several months that I should tell my story and I just launched it and I appreciate you and your support. So thank you, Elliot, for that. Elliot, thank you so much for letting us get to know you as a successful entrepreneur and philanthropist. And also on a deeper level, I know that you have definitely added value to myself and to Lip Talk Nation. So will you share with us where we can find out more about you one more time? Most certainly. Um, so anyone listening can jump on and uh, view the campaign at polishman.com. So it's www.polishman.com. And if they want to find more more information about the organization that's running the campaign, that's just at ygap.com.au. So ygap.com.au. And you can find out everything you need to about um, YGAP and, of course, our Polish Man campaign. And do you have a Facebook page as well? Yes, definitely. Yeah, there's um, there's... Facebook pages for uh, YGAP and Instagram for YGAP. That's where the Polish Man campaign can be found, just at, at uh, YGAP. And then Twitter handles at YGAP underscore official. Um, and uh, you can find out everything online there too. Okay, thank you so much, Elliot, for sharing that information with us. And thank you once again for spending time with us at Life in Purple, where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It has been a pleasure hearing your story, Elliot. And again, I'm excited. That's the word in the air. I'm excited to share with Lip Talk Nation about the Polished Man campaign. I know that I've gleaned value from you, Elliot, and from your experiences. So... Lip Talk Nation, if you have enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to lara at laurasprague.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.